This is the Alpaca Podcast for all things alpaca. If you're an owner, a soon-to-be owner, a want-to-be owner, or are just alpaca mad or love the fleece, welcome to the Alpaca Tribe. I'm Steve Hetherington. Hi, Steve here, and welcome to the podcast for alpaca people. It's good to see you again. I was spending a bit of time with the alpacas. Mainly that seems to happen around feeding time. We've been having some of the wet weather and windy weather that goes with autumn, and also the tail end of the hurricanes over in America. And they're very tame by the time they reach us. But... uh, yeah, just a bit blowy and a bit wet. Do think about all you people out there and the things that you get exposed to in terms of weather and other climate-related things. We always complain about things that are happening to us, but but really appreciate that there are many who have much more difficult things to cope with. So I hope you're doing okay and wish you all the best. So I was feeding the boys today. <laughs> I heard an, heard a sound that I normally hear from a distance, but it was right close up. And it was provoked by Olaf. Olaf is a wannabe top male. He's kind of number two, really. But he, he's got a thing. Uh, he got a thing about Joseph, and he seems to... to, to provoke Joseph to react. Very frustrated response. And it, it's uh, lots of screaming and, and stuff. There was only a little bit of screaming today but because I intervened. But it was, I thought, oh, I recognize this sound. This is what I hear across the valley. And uh, this is the relationship that was demonstrated, or the lack of it, it was demonstrated when we had visitors one time up on the hillside. And all of a sudden there's this kind of screaming going on. And Olaf is chasing Joseph off across the hill. And we've got visitors, including younger people, not children, not really young children, but young people. And off the way back. And then Olaf saunters back just by himself. No sign of Joseph at all. A little while later, Joseph appears, blood pouring down his neck from an injury on his ear. In fact, his ear was ripped, a puncture wound and, and, a, and a little bit, bit of a rip. And uh, all this blood, because the ears just bleed so profusely, it was just pouring down. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, classic. Just when we got the visitors. Oh, dear. So I managed to round him up and sort him out, and it 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 stopped bleeding quite quickly. He's got a lovely zigzag kind of dark scar on his ear. <laughs> it looks a bit like, well, it reminds me of Harry Potter. I know it's not in the forehead, but it's it just, anyway, that's my my thing. <laughs> I just, that's what makes me think of poor old Joseph. So he was obviously, well, Olaf just looked at him. He didn't actually do anything. He just looked at him, stood near him and just stood a bit too close and just looked at him. And this was enough uh, to set Joseph off. So, oh dear. Well, that's just one of those things. They they generally get on okay, just every now and again. And the food seems to bring that out. That, that was really... Unfortunate, but they were all there for the food today. They wander around. You see them. I don't know, somebody's missing. Somebody's not there, and and then they are all there, and they're always slightly unpredictable. <laughs> Occasionally, you have to call them down off the hill, and they were quite wet. Well, a few of them were. In particular, 
Howell. Howell has been out, standing guard, watching for his girls, and he was pretty wet on his back. And the others, they were waiting for tea. They were inside. They'd missed the heavy downpour that we had. So it's noisy, though, because you've got metal roof on the field shelter. You get all this heavy rain coming. It's really, really loud. But uh, they don't seem to mind that because they're in the dry. And I couldn't understand that completely. So I've been living in my waterproofs the last few days. Um, yeah, probably need some new ones. They seem a bit a bit thin in places. <laughs> I've got damp legs afterwards. Uh, waterproof? Mm, not quite. So it's the problem of brambles and barbed wire on the fences and various other things that you just every now and again, they, they get a bit snagged. And over time, they do eventually no longer fulfill that function of being waterproof. So we have to replace them. So I'm looking out for a new pair of those. If you hurry, you get very hot and you get wet on the inside anyway because of the because of the sweat and stuff. It's a necessary part of the outfit of an alpaca shepherd. When I was feeding the girls, so that's Olaf and Joseph, when I was feeding the girls, Hermione, her with the wonderful eyes, the one that first caught our attention and our hearts when we saw her in the field at the original owners, the original breeders. And she was standing. She was, the food was there, but there was two or three of them. It was a big enough bowl. There was two or three of them sharing this, this food, and she, she lifted her head because I was standing, and I was looking at her. I think, I think that Hermione thinks she's invisible. <laughs> she, she doesn't really like the attention that you sometimes give her. Uh, and she kind of, it's almost like she thinks she's not seen most of the time. Most of us like to be seen and heard, we, to be acknowledged, to be noticed. Uh, not for Hermione. She doesn't like to be seen or heard. She doesn't like to be noticed. So she stood and watched me. She stares at you. There's this really inscrutable look no idea at all what's going on in in her head, but I'm sure something is. And she stands and she stares at me and she watches me. And it's a, she holds my gaze. It's really interesting. Some of the others kind of go a bit shifty and they're kind of, oh, he's looking at me. But she just holds my gaze and she stands there staring at me and just trying to work out what's going to happen <laughs> next. What's he actually doing? Why is he giving me attention? That usually means he's going to do something. And I was just standing and having a little look to see how she was. She's a little bit damp, but she's okay. It's not been cold as much yet, so damp is okay. But as it gets a bit later in the winter, uh, into the autumn, into the winter, I'm probably going to be watching for a time when I need to put a coat on just to give her a bit of extra protection. But uh, she's doing all right. She's doing all right. Very pleased for her age. She's our old girl. Not as old as Millie. Now, Millie just gets on with it. She just <laughs> carries on. She's a delight. And... She's been leading them in various places. They've been spending quite a bit of time going down the green path or coming back along the green path. It's particularly since the boys have gone from their field at the end and the girls disappear and they've gone right down the end and into the field and beyond down towards the, into the trees. Uh, and there's longer grass up there and there's, there's plenty to choose from. But the grass seems to be doing quite well. We've had a bit of rain and it's not too cold yet. So the grass is still moving, still growing. And they were very busy yesterday on the slope, the slope that we we call it um, Bankside <laughs> because it's a bank. It's a steep bank and it's like three in one in places. Quite a lot of it is three in one. It's, it's a steep old bank and you can't hurry up there. You've got to take your time, plod, 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 plod to the top. 
Anyway, they were really busy in there. Uh, there was some active grazing going on. It wasn't just, just leisurely, but it was intensive. <laughs> they were really going for it. Fast eating. And uh, yeah, so that's good that they're still having plenty of that food. And, you know, topping them up with the, the supplements, the the hard food that I, I buy and supply. The grass is good for them. And we just need to top them up as need be. So it wasn't quite time for feeding, but they were gathering and then we suddenly had, well, it was a downpour, a shower, a big, heavy shower, a heavy, heavy shower. And it's different. I guess if it starts and then it continues, they, they pick up on the fact that it's going to be wet. But they all started running and they ran for the stables and there was a few of them. And then the others. And then they all, they all came round from where they had been over by the buildings, uh, the edge of the car park. And they all came running round to get into the stable. So they're all in there when I went to feed them. Food troughs get water in them. Well, I turned some of them over. That was a good idea. I turned some of them over so they wouldn't fill it with water, but they filled up with slugs instead. The The wet weather is bringing the slugs out. There are so many we just haven't seen when it was really dry. They were tucked away, but now it's wet. They're quite happy to be out, thank you very much. So there's a lot of them out. <laughs> kind of pick out and in a place. I'm sure they'll come back, but at least they were out of the food trough when the food was in there and the alpacas were trying to eat. Yeah. So we've still got our visitors of the Canada geese and the ducks are around. We've still got a large number of ducks and it's some of them are a different type that I don't recognise and still haven't worked out what they are. They're very flighty in terms of they, they will move very quickly when they see you. The mallards aren't quite so much. They're definitely a different type. And they fly slightly differently, but uh, I will I will get there at some point. I will be close enough for them to be visible. <laughs> I can discern the distinctive features and work out what they are. Because I've got pictures. That doesn't count, does it? I've got pictures, but they're tiny and they're blurred. <laughs> Zoomed in as far as I can with my, my little phone. But no, can't get a decent picture. So there's some lovely sounds around of the birds still busy, still singing, different ones. A lot of jays around, funny. Um, I didn't notice them so much in the early part of the year, but they're definitely around now. And we're getting quite a lot of fungi growing again because of the damp, but also it's still sl still quite warm. And uh, the leaves have started to fall, some of them, but certainly the colours, it's got a lovely range of colours. It's nice to see because we haven't had any frost. We don't, haven't lost the leaves, but there's a lovely shift in the colours and We've got a um, think what it is in the garden near near the house here. It's some kind of it's probably it's not a hazelnut, but it's like a hazelnut, so it's probably a cob or a or something. Which in the garden, so it was a special one. <laughs> and I haven't got a clue. I have to go and take a picture with my my clever app, which identifies plants for me. That's a really useful tool actually, because there are things I go, oh, what is that, and is that safe? So it can be useful just to to be able to check what's around. Uh, and I'm just interested anyway in the the variety of wildflowers that we get here in the valley. So it's a happy place most of the time. It was blowy coming from the north briefly, but it's mainly been the southwest, but quite strong. And that's just a bit warmer as terms of wind. So we've been managing okay, and the alpacas have been okay. But when I was coming down from the boys, coming down to, to feed the girls, today there were trees i it was quiet where i was there was no wind 
But on the far side of the valley, you could see the trees really bending and waving and uh, with the, showing off their colours as well. But it was strong wind blowing the trees on the far side of the valley. So that was, uh, it was nice to see, especially because I was on the bit that was quiet and I wasn't getting blown around too much. I have been keeping an eye out again, just when I've been around the alpacas. Nothing in particular, just a few things to keep aware of. So, and uh, I don't know, almost like there's something, I'm picking up on something, but I don't know what it is yet. I'll know it when I see it. <laughs> do, you know, do you know that phrase? Uh, I hope it's true. Um, and I guess I will, but there's just something, just vaguely. And do you know, I, I got caught out by, by Rosalind. She's a delight. She's the, the mum of Tabitha, who's the, the, the little sweet um, career from last year, who keeps coming, running up and, and wanting to <laughs> give a sniff. She's ever, she is a real, real sweetie. Um, yeah, so, so Rosalind was, I was feeding them and, and I suddenly noticed she was there and had this swelling on her jaw. And it was really quite pronounced. She turned her head and I just, it just, you could see that it was quite a large swelling. I was like, oh no. And, uh, cause you can get problems with an injury. It affects the, many of the, the, uh, larger teeth at the back and, and it then get, you get an infection under there. It can get down into the jaw and it's, it's a real nuisance. It can become a major issue. So I moved her into the stable and we got in there and that was okay. And uh, she wasn't very happy. I managed to get close enough to take hold of her and I could press this thing and it was kind of soft and, and thinking, oh, it's kind of soft, hard, kind of, mm, don't like the feel of this. And then I wish she had one on the other side as well. Oh, no. What has gone on that she's, she's got some, she's got it like an abscess in both sides of the jaw. What, what, what is that about? And, uh, oh dear, dear. So I got distracted. I put the food out and she was, she was feeding. And the others, obviously, <laughs> excuse me, what are, what are you doing? I thought we were about to be fed, which we were. And then I moved over and, and, uh, grabbed some food. To, I thought, I'm, okay, where am I? Can't get a signal here for the phone. I need to phone the vet. Think about phoning the vet. So I'll go up to the boys, one of the boys, and this was the tail end of a bag of food in the in the bin up there. So I had to come back down. So I had two trips to the boys with food up and down, and uh, all this time getting really concerned and, and rehearsing what I was going to say to the vet. I've got the pictures now, so I can. I took a lot of pictures, and I'll share those on the website. But I, oh dear, it was it was worrying, kind of distracted. Came down. And I'll just, just, I'll give her another look and then I'll go back up to the house and I'll phone from the house. That'll be the best thing. <laughs> so I went into the stable. I, I, she was in the big stable part, part of the stable by now. So I, I went in there and uh, kind of got got her in a place I could look at her and come in close and the lumps had gone. What? How could they have gone? And I, and I, and I thought about it and I, I realized I had been completely, I'd been oversensitive and it was nothing to do with the jaw at such. It was in the mouth and it was kind of tucked in, but she, she was like a little hamster and it was food that she had. It was grass and, and she was kind of chewing the cud and stuff and she had a mouthful of stuff and then she was eating the other food on top of that, but she had these lump, 
lumps in her mouth. I think, oh, Rosslyn, 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 you fooled me and made me worried. I'm glad it wasn't anything, but I, I have been keeping a closer eye on her just in case. Oh, dear. So sometimes you trigger these kind of panics about what it might be, and it's not. So don't don't do that. That's not that's not helpful. <laughs> it's not nice, as I can attest. But yeah, it is helpful to keep an eye on a variety of things and know what's normal and let the unusual and the abnormal stand out for you. So there we go. So have some time with your alpacas if you can, and we'll see you again soon. Bye for now. This is the Alpaca Tribe, and I'm Steve Hetherington. Have a great day.